Hi all, welcome back to this week's Wedding Tip Wednesday. So this week I'm going to chat to you about booking your evening entertainment, whether that's a band you're booking or a DJ or both. There are so many questions that you probably haven't even thought about. I will go through so many of those questions you might want to ask them. I also chat about the first dance. I know some of you are saying, oh my God, the first dance. So many couples don't even like doing it. Do you need to do your first dance? I'll give you other alternatives if this is not your thing. I hope you enjoy. So guys, this podcast is brought to you by Clarence and Clarence is actually the number one luxury skincare brand in Europe. They're a French family brand who are dedicated to beauty and they're experts in skincare and makeup. This is the story of a pioneering brand born in Paris in 1954 with a mission to make life more beautiful and pass on a more beautiful planet. Their products are inspired by the science of nature using over 250 natural plant extracts, each sourced with the utmost care for the environment to protect our planet's biodiversity. Guys, I literally use Clarence products all of the time to live beautifully for myself and for my brides. So I'm delighted to have them on board. Clarence have kindly given us a competition prize to give away at the end of all of my podcasts. It's my very favourite double serum and double serum eye. You just have to listen to the end of the episode to find out how to win. Hello, everybody. So this week I am going to talk about uh, questions to ask your band and your DJ before you book them for your wedding. And I'm also going to talk about alternatives to different traditions uh, that generally happen at Irish weddings. So here we go. Um, I suppose with all wedding uh, traditions, they usually kind of surround this major part of your life where you're getting married, you know. Um, and I suppose if I had a scent for every time I heard a couple saying to me, oh, we really don't want to do this first dance. And we didn't really want to get a cake. But, you know, my mom said you have to do a cake, um, you know, and you have to do these things because they should be part of, you know, Irish weddings. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do any of those things if you don't want to. Um, and I suppose just to talk about the first dance and, uh, you know, the pressure that couples put on themselves around that. Um, I don't know how many weddings I have done where the couple haven't done a first dance where they're on the floor, you know, slowly dancing around while everybody else is in a circle just watching them. The amount of weddings I have done where that doesn't happen. Um, and the reason for that is because the couple are uncomfortable Um they don't want to be sort of, you know, swaying in a, <laughs> in a semicircle while everybody's staring at them for three or four minutes. So there are a few different things that you can do as opposed to just kind of, you know, going around in a circle, the two of you dancing together. So you could bring on the entire bridal party. So all the bridesmaids and all the groomsmen and, and the parents uh, and do that kind of first dance together as, as a, an intimate group, you know. So then all of the pressure is not on the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> to look like, you know, what you're doing. I mean, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than Martin and I. I we did do a first dance. Um, I probably did it very badly. I think I had a, a few um, Proseccos on me then at that stage and I was probably singing to him, but I don't know what way I danced. Um, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, so, yeah, so I, it just takes the pressure off if, if you do it like that. And it's also really nice and, and really intimate and you can have a bit of fun with it too. Um, 
if you have the budget, I have seen, you know, um, different entertainment coming in. Like I've seen uh, like at, at weddings where they'd have like Irish dancers coming in and drummers coming in and then everybody just comes onto the dance floor uh, and dances, you know. So there's lots of different ways of getting out of it if you want to get out of it. Um, but you know something, if you're into it and you, you're looking forward to it, then absolutely go for it. And like... Two weeks ago, I did a first dance with the couple uh, and she hadn't actually told her dad that she was doing a father and daughter dance because the dad would have been, oh, geez, there's no way I'm going to do that because I know the dad and I just know what he would have been like. He would have put too much pressure on himself and it would have been an absolute no way. So as soon as the first dance finished, um, the band knew that she wanted a, a dance with her dad and she had said to me, will you make sure he's there? So I absolutely did, you know. Um, I was like, Trevor, now you have to come over here and stand there while they're doing the first dance because they want you to see it. And he was like, oh, absolutely. absolutely. And I was thinking, little do you know what's coming next? So, and he enjoyed it, you know. Um, but I did say to him, I've known about that now for a month. <laughs> um, and he said, no, I'm so glad we did that. He said, but I think if I had have known I was to do it, I, 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 I would have chickened out, you know. Um, so there's lots of lovely ways of doing your first dance as well. But if you don't want to do it, don't feel under pressure to do it. Um, you know, another uh, thing that couples would say to me very often is that, you know, when everybody's announced into the room and they're all seated for the meal and once, you know, all of the orders have been taken for the meal, the couple get announced into the room and there's music most of the time and then they come in and they're rocking. So many couples don't want to do that because they're just too self-conscious and they just think, oh God, can't do that. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. I know it's kind of part of the tradition, um, you know, when it comes to a wedding day and you go to weddings and they're the things you expect to happen. But you don't have to do them. Like, don't feel, oh, we have to do it because that's what everybody else does. This is your wedding. So suit yourself. Okay. Um, now let's just go on and talk about booking your band and your DJ. So like there's lots of questions that you should ask them, um, may not even think of asking them. So today I am going to give you some of those questions um, because it's not just about like booking someone because you think they're good. There's lots of kind of, you know, topics that you might want to talk to them about. And you're probably going, what are you even talking about here, Jenny? So I'm going to get straight into it. Okay, the basics. First things first, you've got to figure out, you know, is the DJ or band even available for your date? Because you might think, oh God, I saw that particular band at such and such a wedding. I'm going to book them. Like, they can only do one wedding per day unless, you know, it's a very large band and they've got a few different, you know, like there's one called the Bentley Boys, I, I know. And and I know that they have a lot of um, musicians within their bands and they could be out a couple of times a night uh, and they're all amazing. Um, but most bands can only do one wedding um, per day and DJs obviously can only do one wedding per day. So is your wedding date available? Um, and how long... Have you been doing this professionally? Now, look, if you've seen a band that you really, really like and you've you've been at a wedding and you know that they're brilliant, well, then, I mean, it's a no brainer. You want to book them. But, you know, if you don't know, I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I'm asked, do you know such and such a band? Um, 
and I may not know them. So I'd have to say, no, I don't know them and I can't recommend them because I, I don't know. I've heard them and I've heard they're good, but I haven't seen them. So I'd never recommend somebody or something unless I've used them or it myself. Um, so I suppose just asking the band or the DJ, if you don't know them, how long have they been doing this professionally? Um, because there's a difference between, you know, uh, musicians going and volunteering at a gig or, you know, getting paid for it. Make sure that like they're seasoned in, in what they do because weddings are, are very different and there's a time schedule as well when it comes to to a wedding, which I'll go into in a few minutes time. Um, you know, when the, <clears throat> pardon me, when the, the meal is over and tables have to be taken away from the dance floor and the band have to set up, like if they're not used to doing this and this is a new thing for them, I wouldn't book them, <laughs> do you know? Um, like I'd also ask them how many weddings have they done in the past? Like a band or a DJ may have, you know, years of, of performance under the belts, but, you know, you know, showing up at a birthday or, you know, a graduation is very, very different uh, to a wedding. So I'd be asking them specifically, um, how many weddings have they played at and how many of those have they done sort of in the last year, you know? Um, and if it's a band and there, there's like four musicians or five musicians together, I'd be sort of saying to them, how long have you been performing together? Because I always feel like a band really need to work well together. Um, if you musicians, and it's like every job, you know, if musicians know each other um, and they get each other's vibe, they're going to work really, really well together. So if they don't know each other and they're just working together um, for the first time that night, um, sometimes, you know, that's not good either. Uh, how many weddings do you do on average over a weekend? So like a weekend could be Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so, you know, if they've been working around the clock all weekend and your wedding is on a Sunday and they have worked Thursday, Friday and Saturday, are they going to be absolutely wrecked? Because it's full on for them, you know, when they're performing. You know, the pressure is on them to be amazing and have the dance floor full. So I'd imagine it's quite an exhausting job. So that's that's one thing to take into consideration as well. Um, do you perform at one event per day or would you do more than one? And I know I said a few minutes ago they can only do one wedding per day, but they may be doing something else in the afternoon somewhere else. So I know that there's um, like a, a stand-up kind of trio, they're called the um, Tropical Storm, and I know that they would come and do a drinks reception and they're amazing. I had them at our wedding. It was just fabulous. They were just, they entertained everybody and we had such a good day and evening with them because they stayed on a little bit later because they wanted to. They were having so much fun. But I know that they go and they perform later on um, that evening too. So do your band, um, like are they performing somewhere else or is your wedding just their only gig that day? That's that's a good question to ask. Um Will you be the DJ band leader personally playing at our wedding and which band members are you going to or should we expect? So, again, if it's a band who have lots of different musicians and they have a couple of weddings going on on the same evening and you have seen a few musicians playing together at a particular band and you want them, that's that's a really good question to ask because you liked the vibe, you liked how they got everybody going and you want those at your wedding. So that's a really good question to ask, too. Uh, have you, have you, you know, played at other weddings in the venue that we're getting married in? That's, that's a great question to ask because listen, all venues are different. Um, 
And I have worked in some venues where, and this, I love when this happens. I wish this could happen for every, every venue where the band are already set up in an area. So then as soon as the food happens, the cake gets cut, uh, you can sort of get straight into the dancing. But nine times out of 10, what happens at that point is that the, the meal ends, uh, the couple are announced up to cut the cake. And then there's like an hour of everybody going off and chatting together um, because the hotel or the wedding venue are pulling away tables to make room for the band. And then you see the band coming in with all their gear and they're having to set up and that takes about 45 minutes. And it's just, I just wish it didn't have to happen. I just wish that most venues or all venues had an area where, you know, that 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 it was seamless that you could go from cutting the cake kind of straight into dancing. Um, but if they have worked at your venue uh, before, they know what to expect. They know what doors to come in. They know what time to arrive. Uh, they know the they know how the venue work in terms of kind of taking tables away and making space for them. So if they've worked at your venue before, that's great, you know. And I'd also sort of see what, you know, how different are they to other bands that you've seen before? Um, you know, what is their style of music? Do they have uh, a look that they go for? Like there's another band and they're called Smash Hits and they're amazing. And they really are amazing. And they have this look that, they, you know, they, they, in ter terms of even what they wear. Um, so just I would sort of have a look to see, are they different from other bands that, you, that you've um, seen before? And like, like I said, can can they describe their style to you if you have not seen them playing before? Uh, because I, I would always say you should really see your band perform somewhere, um, like not at a wedding. <laughs> I know that sometimes couples go along to weddings to see a band perform. But um, and if that's in a hotel that's open to other guests, that's absolutely fine. But you can't really do that if it's a specific wedding venue. You can't just rock up to somebody else's wedding to see the band perform. Um, so just sort of see if they do perform anywhere else. Because um, sometimes, you know, if they're not uh, playing at a wedding, they may have a gig on somewhere. Um, and I know it's not going to be the same vibe because a wedding is very different to, to a gig. But at least you get to see them perform and hear them, you know. Um, do you know, testimonials, I always sort of say this, go on Google reviews, have a look at testimonials and see um, what other couples had to say about them. Um, because that's, you know, like I would always say to somebody, don't book somebody unless you know they're good or unless somebody has said, well, I had them, they were amazing. And if you look at Google and there's loads of bad reviews, then obviously steer away. Um, the music as well is also really important because you want to make sure that the music uh, played on the night is going to tick all boxes for everybody, you know. So you might have aunties and uncles, you have cousins, you have younger cousins, um, yourself, you know, whatever you want, your parents. So you want to make sure that everything that's played on the night, um, you know, is going to suit everybody. I, I've been to one or two weddings now where, you know, the couple have kind of suited themselves when it comes to the music and it's not a good idea at all, you know. Um, and especially if you've got an alternative um, style when it comes to music. <laughs> 
I won't even go into it because whoever, um, I, you know, I don't want anyone going, oh, that was my wedding, Jenny. But just all I'm saying is just you have to take the boxes for absolutely everyone. Um, and I would also say to them, is there any way that we can sort of give you like even a list of five or ten songs that you could play? Because you know that your mum likes this particular song or you like this particular song. And I'm sure that that's absolutely no problem. Um, ask them, do they have like a set list that they play from the start to the finish? And and do they do the same at every wedding? Um, and can you give them, you know, a few songs? I'm sure that's not a problem at all. Uh, I'd ask them also kind of how extensive the, the, the you know, their, their sets are. I know I keep saying sets, but they, they, they will have a certain amount of songs that they will want to sing and they know how much time they have um, to perform that night. So I'd sort of ask them how extensive that set is. Um, and do they have a go-to list of wedding songs um, that they, they play or perform? They, like I said, do they, you know, play the same songs at every single wedding? Because if they have played at somebody else's wedding and that person is there on the night, they'll remember, you know, so, um, or, or do they shake it up a little bit? These are just, I know you're probably thinking, God, I never thought of that, but they're just kind of important little things to keep um, in mind, you know. Um, if you're hiring a DJ, so if the DJ is one of the band members, which often happens, um, and he's, you know, like, how is he going to be? Is he going to be absolutely wrecked? Because if he's turning into a DJ after he's played in the band, um, you know, how's it going to be? Like, you know, because if he's playing in the band for, for two hours, it's generally two hours and then he's going to go off and play music for another two hours, um, you know, does he take a break between the band finishing and him going on? Just, you know, I'd ask that too. Or is it going to be a different DJ altogether, which is probably, you know, a better um, choice. Do they take breaks? This is another thing. I don't know this. I uh, I was actually asked this only recently. Do the band take a break? I'm gone if they take a break. So I would, if I'm staying for first dance, I would obviously cover first dances. So there's probably, you know, if you do a first dance, you have your first dance and then all the bridal party come on and then everybody else comes onto the dance floor. So I would normally stay for four or five dances because uh, there is a time to put the camera away then. You know, you go around the dance floor and you're photographing people and then you sort of do like another circle and you're kind of coming across the same people again and you don't want get people getting fed up with you. So I always sort of say there is a time to put the camera away. So I'm gone if they take a break. So um, I would ask them, do they take a break and when do they take it and how long do they take it for? Because you don't want to lose your guests out to the bar area or, or outside to the smoking area because it's very hard to get them back then onto the dance floor. Um, and do they provide music if they take a break? What music is that going to be? Um, because you want to kind of keep that, you know, your guests um, buzzed up with music and you don't want them, like I said, going missing because then you won't get them back. Uh, what do you do to motivate the crowd if nobody's dancing? That's another thing. I don't very often see this because a lot of people have been drinking <laughs> and they are only dying for a dance at that stage. Um, so, but if, 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 you know, they come across a situation where nobody is dancing, what do they do? And do they take requests from the guests as well? You know, if somebody goes up and asks them to sing a particular song, are they okay with that? Um, and if they're not okay with that, how do you say that to your guests? Don't go up and ask the band 
for a request. I, I, I just wouldn't, you know. Um, so, yeah, do they take requests? And pricing and payment is, is also um, important. I would often see couples going around, well, not the bride, but the groom and the best man um, or, or one of the fathers going around with envelopes of cash on the day, which like, I never get this, guys. Um, you know, I so when somebody says to me, how do you take payment, Jenny? Jen, my studio, she's my gorgeous studio manager. She would always kind of get back to them and say, well, bank transfer. Um, and, you know, if it's not a bank transfer, you know, we can take card payments um, for maybe the booking fee. But the middle payment really is a bank transfer because that's the big, big amount. Um, do I take cash on the day? I prefer not to. Like, I don't want to be walking around with cash. I'm going to have to lodge it then. And I just don't want, you know, to have cash on me. I just only want to be thinking of why I'm there. Um, but yeah, so... I know that some suppliers do like cash and I do often see um, envelopes being handed out to people. And I understand why the band sometimes take cash because they have to pay um, the musicians. So just how do they take the payment? Um, and I think, do you know what, to be honest with you, it's probably all gone, gone going online. Um, and if it's not all gone online already, um, it's going that way because not a lot of people walk around with cash on them. I certainly never have cash in my bag. I'm always using my card. So just ask them how they can take payment in advance. And it might suit you to give them cash, by the way, as well. So it's t totally up to yourselves. Um, how much does their service cost? And how do they split out the payments? Do you pay them a booking fee? I'm sure you have to pay them a booking fee. And when do they need that second payment or is there a third payment? Um, so just make sure you know um, their sort of pricing and payment options. Like, does your fee include them setting up and taking uh, all their stuff down? Because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they have to hire somebody else to, you know, um, take the gear away from them. Um, and you might have a van driver outside waiting for the band to derig. So I would definitely ask them that. Um, and will you receive like a contract? Um, because what happens if something comes up for them on the night and they can't show up. Uh, that happened to me once upon a time and it was very upsetting for the couple. Uh, and they sent a DJ instead. So they had they had a band booked and then that didn't happen and the DJ arrived and the bride was really, really upset. So um, have they got a contract and what are their terms and conditions within their contract? Like for me, um, I would always say to my couples, if they ask me, you know, like what happens if something happens to me? Touch wood, Jesus. Um, and I can't make it to a wedding. Uh, well, I have Amy, who is my second photographer as well. So like I like I have an option there immediately. Um, you know, and when I was sick last year, um, I had to take some time off work and Amy shot my weddings for me and did an amazing job while I was out. But for other people, you know, what is their option? Who do they have? In, on standby just in case because this has happened actually with music singers in churches as well I, I went to a wedding up in Donegal there a few years ago and the bride had a particular musician um, booked a singer for the church and this singer is amazing and she got laryngitis so like you can't sing with laryngitis and um, the bride was in floods of tears and I had to just say look you have to get over this she's sending somebody else who is amazing but I booked her and I said but she's laryngitis there's nothing she can do so you know she had somebody else to send so I'm sure they do have um, that in their contract but just make sure um, how far in advance do I need to book you for my wedding? I get asked that all the time. Like the busy times are during the summer. So um, 
that would be the busiest time of the year. But Christmas is also busy. So just as soon as you have your wedding booked and you know where your ceremony is going to take place and you know the venue, get on to the people that you really want. Like your, I always say your band, your photographer, the people that you definitely want, your makeup artist, your hair person, um, just to make sure that you have them booked for your big day. Um, and do they need any information from you before their big day? You know, um, ask them that as well. Are they insured? Why am I saying that? Are they insured? Like, what if a, what if a speaker fell on someone? I, you know, I have, I have, um, insur- everybody's insured, you know. So, um, what happens if a tripod f- fell on somebody? Or what happens if one of their speakers fell or a microphone fell? Are they insured? Um, do they provide wireless mics for the wedding? Um, ceremony if they are doing your music for the ceremony and if they're also uh, going to be, you know, working throughout the day or even your band that night. I love this question because, uh, you know, when I'm photographing a ceremony and I see wires hanging out all over the place and big speakers and you want to photograph the singers as well. But like if they're if their space is a is a pure mess, then you're you're really just trying to get their face and, and them singing into the microphone. So a wireless mic, they're like the great idea. Um, does any of the equipment require special electrical outlets? And I would always say this, particularly in the ceremony, if you're getting musicians for your ceremony, you know, and they want to perform in a in a in a particular area. You need to make sure that there are electrical sockets on the walls for them um, if they want to perform there. And just make sure that they bring, you know, cables with them. They all do. But just I would talk to them about that. Um, do they bring backup equipment? I mean, I'm sure they must have to bring backup equipment, something like my camera went one day when I was in the middle of family photos and I'm chatting away and I have everyone's attention. And next of all, my camera was like, bye, I'm out of here. <laughs> I was like, oh, here. Sorry, guys, my camera's just given up. I just picked up my spare one that was in my uh, camera bag. So I'd always have the spares of everything. Um, do your band have um, backup equipment? Look, any of the bands that I deal with are all highly professional people and they're all amazing to work with. I've, I've never had any problems with them, you know, um, but just I would ask the questions um, just in case. Do you set up a sign or a banner with your equipment? Now, this is. Yeah, sometimes you might see like a big banner and it has the name of the band on it and they're like these pull up banners. Do I like them? It's not really up to me whether I like them or not. I think there's a more subtle way of doing it. Um, but some people, some couples don't like bands doing that because they sort of feel like they're advertising themselves in a very obvious way. Um, I have seen bands and they do it in a much more subtle way where they'd have, you know, the drums and they'd have the name of the band on the front of the drum. And I think that's a lovely way of doing it. So, yeah, so just kind of that just irks some couples. So just maybe say it to them in advance. What time will you arrive to the site? Um and what time are you leaving at? So sometimes the dinner goes on because the speeches have gone on and everything has been a bit delayed. So I would just find out what is their start time. And again, let's go back to timing. I mean, I've spoken about this so many times here on my podcasts before. If you're on time walking up the aisle and everybody knows where to be for your photographs and your day is running smoothly, there's really no... um there's no way that the day is going to run late if you're on time. If you kind of delay your drinks reception, if you ask for more time and you were supposed to get called into the room at five and now you're not being called until six, that's a full hour that you're missing for dancing. But if you're on time and everything's running smoothly, there's no reason why your band shouldn't start on time. 
but the amount of times they don't start in time is because things have gone over. Um, do we meet before the wedding? You know, um, possibly not. I don't know what they do. I know that I meet my couples, but I have to meet them before their wedding because I have to go through the logistics of the day and everything that's going to happen. Um, so do you meet? I'm sure you chat, um, but I'm not sure if you physically meet up. Just ask them um, that. What are they going to wear to the wedding? I t- spoke about this a few minutes ago. Some bands have um, a different, like a style. The Bentley boys just are, you know, they they all look very tuxedo-y. Um, smash hits have a different look. You know, is there are there particular outfits that they wear? Uh, do they have a theme? Um, do you and each band member um, require a meal? Now, this kind of irks me a little bit. Uh, I don't really feel like the band um, should be getting a meal when they get to the hotel. I'm going to get all the bands onto me now going, Jenny McCarthy. Like if the band arrive at like eight o'clock to be going on at nine o'clock, like if it was me, I'd have my dinner before I leave the house. Do you know, I have to eat at a wedding. If I'm with my bride at 10 o'clock in the morning, they're announced into the room at six o'clock. I am absolutely going to collapse because I'm so hungry at that point if I'm staying for speeches and first stands and I'm not going to get away till half ten. I have to eat. But if I'm arriving at eight o'clock, I'm not looking for a dinner. Um, But if they are taking a break later on, generally couples put on uh, evening food for the guests. So I'm sure there's sandwiches and stuff there. But no, I don't know if they... We should be sitting down for a full meal, but that's just my opinion. Um, is there anything else that you should know about their services that you haven't talked about? So they may say, oh, yes, uh, you know, they may have like a list of things that they need or that they'll want from you, um, you know, in advance of the day. And they'll probably want like a, fo- a telephone number for the wedding coordinator who's organising um, your day. But let me tell you, if you book a band who are well known, who are well recommended and who are well used to doing weddings, you're not going to have any of those worries and who have worked in your wedding venue before. Um, you might find some of those questions are ridiculous and you don't feel like you want to ask them and you know the band, and you've seen them in action before and they're going to be brilliant. But then you may be somebody who has no idea who to book and there are just some questions that you can ask your band and your DJ. And that's it for this week. Um, yeah, as always, I say to you, if you've any questions for me at all, please send them in um, to me on my Instagram page, which is Jenny McCarthy 8. I love receiving your questions. So send them in and uh, I'll answer them as I go. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And as I've mentioned before, I really love receiving your questions. If you have any questions at all for me, please write them below um, at the end of the podcast. Or you can send me a message on my Instagram page, which is Jenny McCarthy 8. It is now competition time. Every week, Clarence give me a brilliant prize to give away. And all you need to do to be in to win is leave a comment on my Instagram page and tag some people you know who are getting married. I will announce the winner here next week.